to the Amplifying Leadership Podcast, a place where we talk all about leadership challenges, wins, stories, and lots more. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services. For our leadership clients, we aim to provide effective leadership information through this podcast, coaching, and so much more. You can see all of our leadership offerings and information about Amplifying Leadership community at amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming certified self-leadership expert with the John Maxwell Group, speaker, best-selling author, and Going North podcast. Welcome to the show, Dominic Brightman. Thank you for taking your time today. Ooh, thank you, Tara. Appreciate you for having me on. It means something's working. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. So as I like to ask all of my guests, if you want to tell us a little bit, and I know it's always needed to be condensed, but your leadership story, kind of where you started and where you got to. Yep, sure thing. Funny enough, it actually really started back in 2012. If I'm really going to drill it down to a moment, it was right. around, let's say fall of that year, let's say around probably even September, no less. It was mm -hmm. my setback sandwich year where a month before this particular meeting, with my boss happened where my personal life came up in my professional life where I had a car accident on my 21st birthday. And then a mm -hmm. month before my father sadly was discovered with Alzheimer's. He was diagnosed with it. Oh, and mm -hmm. I didn't know that <laughs> your professional life and your uh, personal life are really one life. It just depends on what information you decide to share. If you yes. decide to keep it nice and safe and soap for everybody or TMI or some things seep out and the folks have to ask you about it later. And it was one of those things where it's like, oh, stuff seeps out. We have to ask it about it later because I was <laughs> with a meeting with my boss and two other managers. She was the middle manager at the time. She was like, hey, Dom, I'm screwing up in these different areas here, here and there, especially with the miscommunication with your colleagues. And it's like, oh, shoot, for real? I've been <laughs> jacking up this much? And at the time, I was working part-time at a local library for about a good five years, kept the job through high school in the first part of college. And she was like, Hey, like you're, you're not known for this. You're usually known as a guy that'll get things done. And I have new employees coming since a batch of folks usually leave around the summer. They come around temporarily and then a mm. new batch comes in for the school year. And she was like, Hey, Dom, like when folks come here, they're going to be looking to you as a leader. Cause you've been here for five years and mm -hmm. basically you didn't do anything stupid. She's not great. She didn't say that. She didn't say, she didn't say that not. last part, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that last part, obviously. But like looking back at the time, I was pissed because it's like, ah, darn, I had to meet with the boss. I'm in trouble, darn, mm -hmm. principal's office. But funny enough, transmuted that pain into power where I picked up one of John Maxwell's books and became a voracious reader to where I just, especially leadership books and really focused on self-development from a personal professional level where oh, i would great. read at least 50 plus books a year wow try to implement yeah at least one thing from each book no matter how small whether it's something totally new or just something to reinforce something i read earlier and that just led me to really transform myself to where i was able to be promoted in my full-time job and then also eventually discovering toastmasters international where I went in just trying to network with other people to eventually <laughs> jumping into, or should I say, being grabbed uh, gently, somewhat forcefully into the volunteer quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> I love how you put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like when people see you in action, and if you're do good, mm -hmm. they're gonna be like, "Hey, hey, you're good at yeah. this. How about this?" It's like, "Oh, how about this? Oh, how about this?" And then next thing you know, you got a skyscraper of things to do, and you're like, "Huh? What? Huh? Yeah. I'm like, did I miss the school bus? Why am I here?" <laughs> <laughs> so your love yeah. to to read certainly got you places then yeah definitely because the thing is readers are eventually leaders and when you outread your competition eventually outlead your competition because the thing is there's so many books and so much great content out there that sometimes it can be borderline entertainment if you become a self-help junkie but if you at least focus on taking action as somewhat being a guinea pig for mm. your own growth, then you'll eventually become what you're reading. Because like the thing is, I found Toastmasters and got into the leadership area where I was just a guy setting up the room to eventually overseeing 17 clubs in the Northern Maryland area and getting wow. a feel for real leadership before actually eventually realizing, hey, maybe management's not for me. I think I'll just be yeah. the guy who's leading without authority as opposed to the person with the authority of higher fire mm -hmm. because the thing is my personality like i can do it but i wouldn't enjoy it and that's the thing about leadership especially self-leadership and why i brand myself as a self-leadership expert because the thing is from the cradle to the grave we lead ourselves the longest and there are some things that we want to attain and once we attain it we realize man this isn't really happiness at all it's like extra hours for less gratitude from others seemingly and it's like oh i'm further in the hole and just mm -hmm. doing the toastmasters i'm gonna realize oh maybe management's not for me i think i'll just entrepreneur my way somewhere else and that's really kind of how the leadership journey really started to now where i'm really just helping others and coaching others and helping us to really advance in their own personal lives to their next level, especially if they decide to start a podcast or eventually mm -hmm. join the business of immortality by writing a book of their own. Yes, absolutely. So you did talk a little bit about your challenges with leadership when you were managing um, different sites and people. What was that defining moment for you when you were like, this is not for me? I'd have to say in when I look back, it may have been different if I wasn't also being a part-time caregiver for my dying father at the time while mm -hmm. doing full-time employee work while yeah. watching a book, while overseeing clubs yeah, as a volunteer leader. It's like that, that was a lot at the same time. Maybe my perspective would have shifted a bit to accomplish, but I think the defining moment I'd have to say would probably be when I actually had the capacity to really do a lot where I actually had to go out in the Delaware area when I'm actually in the Maryland area and actually be mm. part of a conference all day where I was the MC for that event, just really doing things that timely fashion, making sure mm -hmm. things are still organized, making sure each speaker is coming behind them is actually ready and raring to go. And eventually being a district leader after that year to where I got to that level of seeing those clubs of, Hey, it's really all about your direct reports and supporting them the best way that you can. Because the mm -hmm. thing is that year I had three folks who were my direct reports. One of them I thought was going to be good, but 
she ghosted me <laughs> and oh dear. I later found out <laughs> that she actually was a caregiver herself for her father oh and then I was able to replace her but then he had to leave because his father came down with darn pancreatic cancer so it was like oh, oh wow. wow and then it's like sometimes you just have to do it yourself and realize you have to have the energy to really mm -hmm. deliver regardless and really just directing and really delegating as much as you can encouraging your direct reports if you have them mm -hmm. as the leader and just offering that support so i'd say the defining moment was that year of really finding that new level of capacity getting in a metaphorical basement of rock bottom to where oh i got this extra capacity to do more even if my direct reports disappear and i rather not replace them right now because i only got three months of this term left so it's like why mm -hmm. bring someone on for three terms if they're mm -hmm. not going to get their toastmasters credit and they're barely going to learn anything from the job anyway <laughs> <laughs> well i love that you've moved on to self-leadership and i know that you yeah. also do talk about the seven e's of leadership energy edge excite empower enable um execute and even encourage is there one that's your favorite or one that you would say is essential even when you're looking at self-leadership Definitely. I want to say examination is definitely the first one. Examination, right. especially self-examination. And that's really the foundation of everything, because the thing is, when you're a leader, you have to really listen to your people to learn more from your people to where you can find out how you can execute going forward. Mm -hmm. Because if you just try to get things done, especially if you like to drop some wonderful sports jargon, especially if you're in a complete female environment of employees. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to fly so well when you're trying to get things done through folks, because the thing is, you have to be able to read the room. And that's another piece of examination, not yeah. just self-examination, but being able to read the room and being able to take the temperature of the, mm -hmm. room, the folks that you're around and the folks that you're serving. Because at the end of the day, when you're leading, you're responsible for others when you're leading others. And folks Absolutely. usually catch things more than you teach them because you could teach them all day and they could probably forget you it's like patrick the starfish sometimes when you look at folks where it's <laughs> yes. like this uh. is patrick as opposed to crusty clark crab but if they see you in action it's like oh so that's how you do it like oh yeah yeah <laughs> i love that referral <laughs> So let me ask you with new leaders, if we look at new leaders, because just like, you know, you were just talking about a group of females, I come from a trucking industry, so I know what it's like to be in a group of male, but new leaders is completely different for them. What would you think is the biggest obstacle for them with the seven E's? What, like any of them would be the biggest obstacle for a new leader in any industry? Definitely execution, depending on if you examined everything properly, because when you're brought in for a new role, you're going to want to get as many quick wins as possible. Mm -hmm. And especially being a lady and in the trucking industry, no less, I'm sure like busy to high heaven. And then <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's all men. So oh, it's like there, there's going to be some that are going to respect you by default for your title. And then there's going to be some others who'd be like, <laughs> Nope, I'm not about no woman leader. I'm full, <laughs> I'm full masculine here. It's like yeah. I'm old school, baby. <laughs> it is that type of industry sometimes. Yeah. All right. I absolutely agree. I think, you know, with new leaders, it can be quite difficult to end people, even if they're, you know, they just come in, people don't know them. They don't know who they are. And, you know, certain places already have their, 
their niches or, or whatever it is that that group does, right? And it's difficult to welcome. So I think sometimes they try to execute too fast. What are your thoughts on that? You're so right about that. And the thing is, you have to really pace your execution level. Because I remember one time when I was working at the library, we had a manager who left who was very well respected in the community for about a good, I'd say, 10 to 15 years. She left and became a director in another part of Maryland. Mm -hmm. And the person who replaced her, she was energetic. She was excited to be the new manager of the library. But the problem was is that she was doing a lot of things too fast and having mm -hmm. so many initiatives going at once that she wanted to get done at once. And it's like, you try to fail fast, but you have to actually take stock of what mm -hmm. worked and what didn't work. And that was the issue. It's like the, like ch the change is good and change is inevitable. Yeah. But there's a there's such thing as too much change when you're trying to, serve too many folks because the thing is with the library field you're basically everything to everybody i like to jokingly say we got folks covered from hampers to depends we got them yeah. from diaper to diaper <laughs> everywhere <laughs> and, right everything in between yeah. yeah exactly literally and it's like it it's like trying to do new technology initiatives and then doing new programs for the teams we get after school and then finding ways to support staff especially with new readers and trying to engage those readers it's like trying to do all of that at once and then scouting all about. And especially when your main communication is email and you try to get rid of mm -hmm. a bunch of meetings and try to have less meetings, but <laughs> you actually make more meetings with that initiative. It's like, Hey, wait a second. Like, yeah. I don't think this is really working. So the thing is when it comes to the execution, you have to actually do some reflection and mm -hmm. examination. That's another reason why examination is the first D and probably the most important one that leads to the other six, because you have to really take stock of yourself and take stock of your environment and see Absolutely. and take the temperature of what's going on, because you can't launch too many new initiatives no. all at once and expect folks to catch on and, or do too little. And then folks would be talking behind your back even more, not that you should care too, too much, depending on what they're saying. And not getting anything done. So you just have to find that middle of actually making yeah. progress, examining that progress, and then deciding to move further ahead or just pause for a moment a little longer, take stock of what's going on, and then maybe take a step back and then try something different and try a new approach. Yeah. You know, you're right. Change is inevitable, but it's also a scary thing. So there's like a really, really important balance in there that new leaders need to figure out and, and by examining and paying attention to everything around them and getting that balance correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Well, what would you say to new leaders? Any tips that you could share maybe about being a little bit more confident when they're trying to figure out all these things when they're new? Sure thing. I'd say set up 15 to 30 minute meetings with all the staff members that you have in your mm -hmm. company. If you're a new manager or if you're a new middle manager and just learning about the folks that you work for, work for. So you can just walk slowly through the crowd, learn about them, how they work best if they're willing to share that information. Because again, kind of like that caught versus taught in from taught tip from earlier, where sometimes folks catch more. Like sometimes you may have that one-on-one -on -one meeting with somebody who's new and they may be afraid, like, oh, where's this person coming from? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just have to really 
walk around and then pay attention to the folks that are around you, learn from them and just have those listening ears open. So just setting up those one-on-one meetings with folks when you first start as a new leader, following up from there, seeing how you can help folks, and then also making sure that you listen more than you speak, because the thing is a listening ear is the best way to lead for because someone who listens folks are going to one feel better afterwards and two they'll feel twice as good after you've listened to them because one time actually it was when i was a president of a toastmasters club and i had a vice president of education we jokingly called him the vice president of everything because <laughs> they're in charge of helping folks to reach the goals and the president especially if they were already vice president they kind of already know what the job entails and she was venting a lot and then after she was done venting she felt better and she was able to get a tip of hey okay so we got this roster here you're able to get this one person to give a speech who's not really known for doing prepared talks and just really helping them to move forward so just meet with people listen Mm -hmm. to people and then just focus on what good things you can do and just bring a positive energy a positive influence into the room you don't have to be like rah rah all the time like Eric Thomas or Ray Lewis on the field because that's not everybody it Mm -hmm. may even be just a quiet person who just smiles all the time or even has that mode where it's like okay the smile is not as big something's off like sometimes just bringing that quiet confident presence into the room I love it and you know you talk about one-on-one meetings and and listening and I'm an advocate for both And I have always done one-on-one meetings. I love doing them. I think they're so important and you can ask for your feedback on yourself. That's another key thing for leaders. All leaders should know how they're doing and take those ideas from their employees and take it to heart and make some changes where necessary. So 100% agree with you. And you're right, two ears, one mouth. So we can listen more than we, you know, with that, who's that from? That's a, a philosopher. I can't think of his name right now, but yes, great quote, great quote. So what inspires you? What motivates you around your work around leadership and coaching others and speaking? What motivates you? Uh, what motivates me is progress from both sides. When clients see progress in their own lives, and when I say progress too, because growth is truly happiness. Because when you see yourself mm-hmm. growing and getting better, that's really encouragement and fuel to keep going. And that's even a way of encouraging yourself too, is when you have that growth. And if you have a growth journal where you're just tracking progress of how your day was and what you learned new about yourself or learned new about someone else, that that'll definitely help you to grow even further. Because I actually remember when I first started personal development, I would ask myself five questions every day is one, what good will I do today? Two, what can I share with others? Three, what must I do? And then at the end of the day, going back to that first question and then asking myself, what good did I do today? And what did I learn? And one thing I learned is that when you smile more, folks are more friendly to you. And then when you open more doors for people, literally more folks will eventually open more doors from you. And it may not be all at once, just that small gesture of kindness definitely comes back to you and it'll radiate from you because at the end of the day, even though we're all human and there's a spiritual aspect to it where psychologically internally we may feel one another energetically where it's like oh this this person seems all right let me hold the door for him like Mm -hmm. just small things 
like that to eventually bigger things where it's like, oh, yeah, I got this book chapter done. Oh, and they finally have a coaching client. Oh, they're growing like things like that. Heck, even starting a business and other things like that. So just taking those small incremental steps, having that wonderful growth that happens over time to really keep you up and feeling good and feeling positive and inspired. Yeah, I love it. And I love that those small steps and those small habit changes can lead to, you know, that motivation and everything you need to make those lasting changes, regardless what it's for. Awesome. So I have to ask, you've written a few books now. Um, And before we close out today, why don't you tell us about maybe what your favorite book was and why? So favorite book that I've read or written? Wrote. Oh, okay. That one's easy. (laughs) Stay the course, the elite performers, seven secret keys to sustainable success, because I consider that the more polished version of my first book, Going North Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. And that book, it's, yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely my, definitely my favorite, more polished, better presented. And I felt more of the spiritual side of myself was shown in that book, as opposed to, I guess the more materialistic unpolished version of myself back then with the first book. So definitely in the course, it's also an audio too. So it's basically like the price of a Reese's peanut butter cup. Now thanks to forget the candy bar for a day and snacks stay the course on audible. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So if our guests wanted to learn more about you and your books and, and all that kind of wonderful stuff, where can they find you? Sure thing. You can find me at dombrightman.com. North podcast to hear different authors across the globe to inspire you to become authors of your own. If that's something. Brightman.com. All right. Um, We did have a slight glitch there. So it's dombrightman.com. All right. Well, thank you, Dominic, for such a wonderful, exciting conversation. I do appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you to my listeners. I hope you enjoyed our podcast with Dominique today. If you are in need of any leadership coaching, consulting workshops, or even just want to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me at Tara at twinlifecoaching.ca. To find out more about all of our leadership services, including our community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.